Welcome to the podcast of Revival Life Church, a spirit-filled multicultural church in Boca Raton, Florida. If you would like more information about Revival Life Church or Pastor Carl Thomas, you can find us on the web at revivallife.church. And amen and amen. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. How about you? You can be seated. Hallelujah. 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 Kayla, you got to turn off the worship lights. Hallelujah. Because it'll blow the circuit. That's just how things are. Y'all, y'all nice and cool today? Y'all nice and cool today? I'll talk about that in a minute. I'm, 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 your boy is happy right now in the name of Jesus. Let me tell you what we're going to do here today. Um, if, if you if, if you like if you like um, if you like a nice you know well presented speech, the library is right down. You just take second, and then you can stay nice and quiet, and you can read a history book. And uh, you know if you just want quiet contemplation, the beach is a mile and a half that way. That's not who we are. Amen. That is not who we are. Amen. We're people of celebration. We're a people of the anointing. We're people of breakthrough. We're people of the Holy Ghost of God, who's not just a theology, but an experience with the third person of the Trinity. And uh, I am happy to be in the house of God today. I came in last week on Saturday night and right over there it was raining. And I said, that's probably not good. And um, so those of, us who jo- those of you who joined us online uh, this week, thank you. And uh, if you were faithful in your offerings, I appreciate that as well because the bills keep going, even if the service doesn't. I had planned to start a new message series today. Put it up if you would, please. Uh, talking back, pushing back darkness, moving into destiny. We're going to do a, a message series on spiritual warfare. But uh, the Lord had me hold that off a week. We're going to start that next week. Amen. Yeah, we're starting that next week. Um, we're going to be talking back to the devil a little bit. Amen. We're going to be talking back. Amen. We're going to be here together. Yeah, we're going to be talking talk back. No, you're muted. That's unfortunate. But the Lord gave me a prophetic word to share with you today. And um, uh, I, I, there's messages. I, I, like to, I like to teach the word of God. Ever since I've been in seminary, I like to teach. Um, this is not that. I have a different, I have a different mission and a different assignment. It's important in our walk with Jesus that we understand our assignment. You see, my call has never changed. Your call never changes, but the assignment may change. And today the assignment is different than what it is other Sundays. I, I like to get this word of God right here. I like to crack it open. I like to, I like to draw out the mysteries and teach you how to understand and interact with the living God who, who, who inspired this word. I love to do that. And we're going to, of course, read the Bible today. But the assignment today is a little different than that. My assignment today is to move the Holy Ghost of God on the inside of you today, to bring in energization (laughs) to to energize the spirit of God on the inside of you today to give you a Holy Ghost kickstart in what God wants you to do because uh, because there has been some warfare against that and the Lord has given me an assignment today to cause some people to dream again amen 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 
I, I feel like today, if you'll open your, your heart and open your mind and allow God to breathe on some areas, He's going to reignite hope today. God's going to do something supernatural today. I'm going to have Him play for a little bit because that's just how it bees. <clears throat> God began talking to me about two weeks ago. And he had this scripture that kept going through my head. And, I, uh, and I'm not up here to preach Carl, but as the, as the shepherd of this house, I want to let you know how, here, here's how things work. I'm the driver of the bus. God is dispatch. God tells me where to drive the bus. I let you know where the bus is going. I let you know you can get off or you can get on whenever you want, but the bus is going where the dispatcher has told me to take the bus. That, that's how the church works, right? You don't have to stay on the bus but I certainly don't have to go where people want to go, right? I got to go where dispatch told me to go. I got to stick to the route that my boss gave me. Otherwise, I lose my job. And uh, since this job is what I've been called to do with my life, I don't plan on giving it up. And so the Lord began speaking a word to me. Thank you, Anastasia. You can take that, or Kayla, you can take that down. Uh, the Lord began speaking to me this verse. And I want you to be aware when you start hearing a verse over and over and over again in your spirit, in, 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 in the wild, so to speak, when God is echoing something, uh, we need to slow down and figure out what is it, what, what are you saying to me, Lord? And uh, God began to kept talking a word to me in my spirit. And, uh, and uh, I called Bishop, uh, Bishop Sharona, and I was like, hey, Bishop, this is, uh, this is what's been happening to me over the last uh, 10 weeks, maybe. <clears throat> and uh, God has been echoing the spirit, this word in my spirit. And he's like, he said, brother, this is, this, that's God is speaking to me. So Bishop follows the lectionary. I generally follow the lectionary. And I said, I, I'm not, I'm not, I can't follow it this week. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta preach this word. He said, this is the first week in years that I have not followed the lectionary. I have the same word in my spirit. I said, all right, God is talking. I'm, I'm ready for it. Amen. Yeah, amen. And so I called him up and, uh, you know, God is up to something. And so uh, th there's a saying there's a saying that it's always darkest before the dawn. You ever heard that? It's always darkest before the dawn. And I have seen, I've seen the enemy will fight the hardest right before your breakthrough. The closer you get to your breakthrough, the more he throws at you to try to get you to give up. And you just hold on a little bit longer sometimes. You see how the devil is a liar. And he doesn't have nearly the power he tries to tell you he has. I have seen that. I, I have seen that. And when, when, we, when we fix our eyes on Jesus, we see, we see the breakthrough coming. You see, we, 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 we get worn down and we get tired. You, you, ever, you ever notice that? You just, you just get tired and, uh, and you're just like, I know, I know what God wants from me. I know... I know the call, I know the assignment, but I'm just, I'm just tired. I'm just weary. I'm just, just a little worn down. God spoke this vision to me, but I'm just, I'm not seeing it. And I don't want to say God is a liar. I'm not going to say that God failed, but I'm tired. And I think God is going to speak to that today. We, we see in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, if you would turn there, this is a scripture I'm going to want you to kind of look back over a lot in the coming weeks and months to hold on to. Paul says this, and then I'm going to have Mikey sit down so we can get, get some of this right here. 
2 Corinthians chapter 4, starting in verse 8, <clears throat> Paul says, <clears throat> We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not despairing, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying around the body, always carrying around in the body the dying of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. And Father, we do pray. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the worship. We thank you for your spirit. And we pray today that this word would come alive in the hearts of people, that they may walk in your calling and move in your ways. In the name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, worship team. Man, Paul, Paul is like, he's the man of faith. Like, there, 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 there are heroes in the Bible, and, and Paul has to be one. But if you look at the people in the scriptures, it's really easy to remove the humanity from them. What, one of the greatest blasphemies that we do to the Word of God is remove the humanity of Jesus from Jesus. We fail to recognize it's easy to understand He's fully God. It's hard to recognize that He's fully man. That Jesus was a prepubescent child at one point. He, was, he went through puberty and had to deal with what happens in your chemical warfare in your brain when you become, he had to deal with body odor and figuring out how not to funk up the joint when he was 13, right? These are things that Jesus had to deal with, right? And when we look at these Bible heroes, we know how the story ends. And so we read the early story knowing how the story ends, but we can't be in the moment with them as they struggle with their faith, as they struggle with their call, as they struggle with their walk with Jesus. And, and, and when we do that, when we remove the humanity from the characters in the scripture, we remove our ability to connect with what they were experiencing with God. Does that make sense? It is the humanity of these men and women of God that relates to us. And if we can, if we can come into contact with their human struggle, then it can minister to our human struggle. But if we leave them as as, as these deities, as some sort of glorified bodies or who are just allegorical stories, and there's no real connection point for us to glean from it. We could just say, well, they went through thing and were victory, victorious, therefore, I'm going to be victorious as well. When we don't understand how to live in the battle that God has given us and to flourish there. And this is what God is helping us within this season. Paul, Paul had a man, Paul had a rough life. I would, I'd love to have the miracles Paul had. I would not necessarily want to earn them the way Paul has. Paul, Paul went through some things. Paul, it, things didn't go well. We know that he was martyred in the end, but we also know that that, that Paul was constantly struggling with the Jews, with the Romans, with the Greeks, with Every, every faction there was came against Paul in the natural and the spirit realm. And yet Paul didn't waver in his faith. And, and Paul is sharing here as he's writing to the church in Corinth where his strength comes from. And he, he says it's, it's, not, 
Even though Paul was highly educated, he knew the scriptures, he knew not only the Jewish scriptures, he understood Greek logic like a logician. He, he knew Greek um, of learning, he knew Greek uh, philosophers, and he knew the Jewish scriptures like the greatest of the rabbis. He knew all this information, yet at the same time, he didn't rely on his information. He was able to walk with a strength that didn't come from a classroom. He, he, didn't, he didn't even rest on his anointing. Paul rested on the resurrection power of Jesus. But Paul was around the time of Jesus. We got to remember that even though he's not in the Gospels, Paul lived in the time of Jesus. Paul saw Jesus' rise to fame. He, he saw the crowds that followed Jesus. He, he saw the, he was part of the persecution of the followers of Jesus. Uh, he knew what Jesus was doing. He was familiar with Jesus' ministry. But after Jesus was martyred and Paul got saved, Paul had a hope that lived on the inside of him that would carry him through hard times. And Paul embraced his struggles. We, we see that as Paul matures in the faith, the less he counted on himself and the more he counted on Jesus. He started out just saying, you know, I'm the least of the apostles. And by the, his later epistles, he's writing like, I'm the least among all men because Paul recognized his own strength wasn't going to cut it. His own anointing was not going to cut it. His own learning was not going to cut it. Only the resurrection power of Jesus was going to get him through the struggles of the day and enable him to come into the call on his life. And this is Paul, the apostle, who recognized that he can't do it on his own. How much more do we need to see that these struggles in front of me, no matter how much I plan and how much I plot and how much I learn, I'm going to need Jesus to get me through. Amen. Amen. Paul embraced his struggles. Paul didn't deny his struggles. I, I, I can imagine a, a fundraising letter today from an itinerant talking about how bad things were going, never happening. I get these fundraising letters from, from these missionaries, from the itinerant ministers who talk about going to foreign lands and having these massive crusades. There was a study done a handful of years ago, and they just over a 10-year period they tracked the, 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 the ministry newsletters from revivalists and evangelists who, flay, who just ministered in Haiti from America, not from any other country and not to any other country, just American missionaries in Haiti. And if you were to look at their newsletters and count the numbers, Numerically, everybody in Haiti would have had to have been saved five times for their newsletter reports of their evangelical crusades to be true. It, so many people were getting saved and so many getting healed. It was five times the actual population 
of Haiti, because this is, this is what we get today. We get marketing. We, 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 we get skewed results. We get uh, triumphant theology, but that's not who Paul was. When, when Paul writes his letters, he doesn't write and talk about the numbers of people who get healed or the masses who are being delivered. He, he doesn't say any of that. Paul is writing pastoral epistles talking about how he gets through with Jesus. This is what we need, friend. In, in South Florida, in Boca Raton, in an area where you can never be successful enough, where you can never be rich enough, and you can never be young enough, we have a counter-cultural gospel that comes and says, it is great that I can't do it because Jesus is the one who's going to be glorified in my life. It's great that I don't have enough money because the Father who has all the money in the world is going to take care of me. It's wonderful that my youth can't carry me because God then has to become my strength. You see, the gospel that we preach is not a gospel that says, hey, everything that Boca Raton says you should have, you can get it through Jesus. No, 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 no. We have a counter cultural mission that says what this world wants you to lust after. Jesus wants to glorify your lack thereof in your life. You say amen. This is the countercultural formation Jesus is hoping for. Come on, let's go for one class. We're all going to clap. God is doing it in your life. And I pray at one day that in prayer, this, what I'm saying will click because it takes a revelation. It makes sense, but I hope that it will click in your mind that I don't have to compete to be the prettiest one at the office. I don't have to be the richest one in my circle. I don't have to be fearful of growing older. This is a lie from the devil. That's next week's message, and that's, I'm not going to get down that road yet, but we're going to war against the devil coming up this month. Amen? We're, put, we're, we're talking back to his lies. He needs to be talked back to because he's got us running a race that does not actually lead anywhere good. He's got us running a race that won't lead anywhere fruitful. We can't take any of it to heaven. But maybe, maybe God today, maybe God today is telling some of us in this room, Maybe it's time to face some of our struggles. Those things that we left undealt with. Maybe, maybe today we can get a little bit of hope that we can get victory over that thing that we've been scared to tackle in our life. Maybe, maybe the Holy Ghost of God will come today and, and, and begin to bring up that trauma that you've been too scared to deal with or too scarred or you thought you were too broken to bring it out of the past and actually expose it to the light of Jesus. Maybe, maybe, maybe you'll get a little bit of boldness today and safety and security that you can begin to face that trauma. Possibly today, some of you cycles of sin, you're going to get hopeful that there is a better life waiting for you in Jesus than these cycles of sin that separate you from God and your true calling. Today, maybe God is going to start something supernatural. Maybe today is a day you put a little note in your journal that things shifted 
Because God is doing a new thing in my life today. Can you say amen? amen. Paul says something so interesting in this scripture we shared in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. He says that he stayed aware of the resurrection. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a crazy it's a crazy passage if you don't understand Jesus. Let me read it to you again. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 here. He says, Always, in verse 10, Always carrying around in the body the dying of Jesus. Always carrying around in the body the dying of Jesus. You see, in, in America today, we, we, don't, we don't necessarily want Jesus on the cross. We want, we want militant Jesus. We want Jesus the warrior. We want Jesus the conqueror. We want the Jesus that was made in the image of Rambo. We don't necessarily want the Jesus that was made in the image of God. We, we want Barabbas. We want, the, we want the rabble rouser. We want somebody to punish our enemies and put us in power. But that's, that's not the Jesus Paul carried around. Paul carried around in his spirit the dying of Jesus, the, the Jesus who was dying. He, he carried around this, this Jesus who was led to death like a lamb to slaughter. Why would he do that? Why would he carry around the dying body? Because you can't have a resurrection without a death. You're never going to have resurrection power if you deny the death that comes before the resurrection. You can't, you can't walk in the power of God unless you've given up the power of man. You, you can't walk in the peace of God until you give up your need to try to create peace in every space you enter. You can't walk around a people pleaser and a God pleaser. You're going to have to die to one of them. And Paul says, I am carrying around the death of Jesus. You see, we, 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 we can't have a healing unless we have a sickness. I, 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 like, I like what the Word of Faith movement has done and given us a little bit of, a little bit of kick in the, in, the, in, the, in the backside to say, come on, watch the words that come out of your mouth. But if you're not sick, you can't be, you can't be healed. I, I just get tired of people who call lying faith lie god does not need us to lie for him amen god does not need us to lie for him we don't need to lie about election results we don't need to lie about sickness we don't need to lie about our finances god is well able to handle the problem at hands in our lives but we're going to have to be like paul and admit that we got some problems for god to come in and handle. Now, if you went through some trauma and you're not at a place where you can handle it, I understand sometimes we have to deny it because we can't quite handle it yet. But at some point, God is going to give you an ability to say, man, I was abused, but I see myself coming to a place of healing. I have been mistreated, but I am not going to mistreat others as a reaction. I'm going to be better than what was 
exemplified to me. I am going to recognize where I have come from. Come on, somebody. And I'm going to be a better version in the future. Now, some things, let me tell you, are just leave them under the blood, right? Now, when we talk about this, sometimes people want to share their testimony and they share things. I'm like, that's just too much information, bro. That's, I, I, did, I did not need to hear that. I don't know how to get that off of me. I feel like I need a shower now. I did not need to hear that. Leave that under the blood, please. But we don't need to live in hiding once we come in Christ. You don't need to fake that you got money when you don't. We need some brothers and sisters around you to know, hey, we need to pray. Because you can't get a breakthrough with your finances if you don't need one. And we need, you, we need to know that you need one so we can pray for you. But we have to be present in the battle to see the victory. Avoidance is not a strategy that wins. Uh, we, we, we can't just not call things. I, I went through a, I, I, and I'm telling you, I'm a man who comes from a long line of crazy people. Amen. I, 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 I know y'all family is perfect. My family, not so much. And I come from a long line of crazy people. And I come from a long line of people who perfect ways of not dealing with their problems. They physically and emotionally hide them somewhere. I come from a long line of substance abuse as a way of masking problems. I understand. I have had to be in this battle myself to decide I am not going to avoid the issues of life. I need to bring Jesus into my problems so I can see some victory. See, amen. It's important that you remember that God kicked devil out of heaven and he sent them to this barren wasteland called the earth. And then he sent us here. He didn't send the devil after us. He sent us after the devil. I had a divine appointment this week with a young man um, who, uh, just crazy how some people will have just cycles of craziness. And he just dated a series of women who were involved in Santeria. And the long, and those who know what that is, it's not what you want, right? That's just, it's not, it's, it's not. And so, and so, and so, he began to have increasingly demonic manifestations in his house. And he's like, you're not going to believe this. I'm like, bro, I promise you, I will believe this. <laughs> it's going to be pretty hard to surprise me with demonic stuff. And he's telling me about how these, this, this wind would visit his house and it would shake his bed. And then he would call his uncle and his uncle would come over with a cross and throw the cross under the bed to make the bed stop shaking. I'm like, did you stop? dating women in Santeria? Like, did, did you ever break that? So he goes, yeah, this one girl I was dating, she got saved. And when she got saved, we were dating, all this stuff stopped. I was like, see, that's how it works right there. When you, when you start following Jesus, the power of the devil decreases in your life. You might become more aware of it, but you have more power over the devil than you ever thought. He becomes more real and less powerful than you ever thought he could be. People are like, oh, I don't believe in the devil. I'm like, that's what deception looks like. That's, that's exactly what it looks like. At times, it looks like the devil's going to win in you, but he's not. He's defeated. 
do you hear what I'm telling you? This struggle that you have right now, that you're dealing with, that we're dealing with, that, that whatever it is that we are going through individually and corporately, one day we're going to be in heaven. Amen. One day we're going to be in heaven. Those of us who have received Christ as Savior, receive the Spirit, bent our knee and confessed Jesus Christ as Lord went down in the waters of baptism, came up a new creation. I'm here to tell you one day we're going to be in heaven. We're going to look at this and be like, I don't even remember what happened on earth. I don't, I, don't, I don't either. I just remember the glory of God filling the earth as the waters cover the sea. This is what we're going to remember. We're going to be in the presence of Jesus for all eternity. We're going to be like, what was it? We were distracted in 2020. I don't even remember. I don't know. Let's go worship Jesus some more. Okay, let's go. Let's go, let, let's go to that worship set David's leading right now. Let's, uh, let's, go, let's go to that worship set for a second. No, no, no. I want to go hear the cherubims around the throne singing holy. I'm like, all right, let's go do that for a little while. Let's just, let's just do that. I'm telling you, these, these struggles are temporary. We, 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 we sometimes do long-term solutions to short-term problems, and we don't, we don't want to rush in the solutions for problems that God's going to take care of if we just wait a minute. I'm just talking here. Watch this. We have to see this. Check this out. 2 Corinthians 4.13. This isn't even the verse I'm preaching today. This is just the intro. Watch this. Verse 13. He says, this is Paul still talking. He says, but having the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed, therefore I spoke. We also believe, therefore we also speak. Oh, there's something powerful when you line your mouth up with the Word of God. There is something powerful when all your life, all the world is going to hell, but you're going to heaven. And you let the world know, I, I, I see what's happening, but what's happening to y'all ain't going to happen to me. See, I'm covered in the blood of Jesus. I am saved I am sanctified. I am filled with the Holy Ghost. These problems may plague you, but I have a God who created heaven and earth on my side. There is a saying that this old saint used to always say that I knew. There is a miracle in your mouth. And if you will not line up with the plans of the devil, but you will allow your heart to line up with the written and the spoken word of God, you will see breakthrough in the atmosphere around you. I'm not talking about just, I, I, I don't want to talk down about anybody, but I'm not talking about you come up with what you want and you tell God to do it. I'm not talking about find the American dream and whatever your lust is, tell God you want that. I'm talking about when the Lord Jesus Christ speaks to you through his word or through his word and you hold on to it despite what the world says, beside what the internet is telling you. Your kids start wandering, you don't start fretting, you don't start getting scared, you don't start putting them on lockdown, you start speaking the word of God over them as they sleep. I know you think you're going to wander, but you have been separated for the gospel of Jesus Christ. My Bible says that my, me and my family shall be saved. Word of God says that my kids have been sanctified by believing parents. I know, devil, you think you got them, but I'm going to love them just like they're doing everything perfect because you don't have the last say. My God has the last say. What happens to my kids? You say amen. I don't need to act in fear. I don't need to be mean because I know my God has got this. Oh, I believe. Therefore, I 
speak. There's a difference between overcoming and being overcome. And that difference is how you choose to look at the situations in front of you. When, 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 when the devil throws things at you, when the business closes, when the economy shifts, when the health report comes, the only power you have, the only real power we have is how we choose to look at it. What we choose to line our heart up with, what we choose to believe. Let me ask you this, whose report have you decided to believe? You may have gotten a medical report this week. We may have gotten a financial report this week. May have gotten a relational report this week. Whose report do you choose to believe? God began speaking to me at Isaiah chapter 43 this week. And, uh, oh, good. She started the countdown clock late. That's perfect. And so, <clears throat> this is perfect. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Let me, let me catch you up on Isaiah 43. In Isaiah chapter 43, Israel is in a, it's, it's in a bad place. It, it's in a bad place. Um, Judah was once like reveling in her special place that God had for her. She, she knew that like God was on her side, but it's now been decimated by the, by the Babylonian armies. Uh, the temple of God had been destroyed and, and all the beauty of Judah's civilization had been carried off into exile in southern Mesopotamia. They were, they, were, they were slaves. And they were like, what happened? Like, I used to walk, we used to walk with God like this. We used to hear his voice. His glory would be seen in the temple. And when we were in the desert, you could see the glory touching the tent of meeting. And now... We're carried off into captivity. What, what happened? What, has, has our God, was he defeated by one of the foreign gods? Like, what kind of God do we serve? This is what the text tells us. They're wondering, what, 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 I thought we, we served the God Almighty. Not quite yet. I thought we served the God Almighty. I thought that we served the, the, the living God, the one who's the God above all, all gods. And maybe... Maybe he wasn't as powerful as we thought. Maybe he's just another God among the nations. I mean, I remember he delivered us from the Assyrians, but now here we are, captive by the Babylonians. Can anybody relate to this? I saw him do victory in my life, and now, not so much. What, what happened? What, was, was he defeated by the Babylonian gods? Did my sin cancel out the power of God? They begin asking, has our call to be a light to the nations been snuffed out? Did he, did he remove the call of God in our lives and, and give it to someone else? Like what, what's our relationship with God now? And Isaiah chapter 40, he starts telling them, God starts to tell the people that, hey, I need you to know you're in captivity, but it is my will to deliver you. It is my will to bring you into freedom. And I am powerful enough to do it. But it was hard. It was hard for them to hear that because they weren't living it. They weren't experiencing it. And, and the question was raised, is, is like God says to them, <clears throat> I'm able to deliver you, but 
If I destroy your enemy, would that be enough for you to worship me? Is, is following God just the absence of problems? Is following God just the absence of sin? Or does it actually require something else? Is the only thing keeping Israel from being free the oppression of Babylon? Or is there also some internal struggle taking place within them? That was the struggle of sin. In Isaiah 41, he starts telling Israel that, hey, as a nation, you were called to serve the Lord and that the work in them would terrify the people who practice idolatry. The goal was that you would be so sanctified that those who worshipped other gods would be terrified. Israel was a type of Christ, of course, and they were called to be a ministering servant, he goes on to say. And they were redeemed, but they were redeemed to be a witness of their gods. And they failed. They failed. And God says to them, through Isaiah the prophet, in chapter 43, verse 18, Caleb, please. He says, do not call to mind the former things or consider things of the past. Behold, I'm going to do something new. Now it will spring up. Will you not be aware of it? Israel was the miracle kingdom. God delivered them from Pharaoh. If you remember, we talked about it at the beginning of service. And he drowned Pharaoh's army in the sea and he brought them over on dry ground and he brought them into the promised land. He displaced their enemies. But when they got into freedom, they still had a slave mentality. They couldn't trust God. He brought them into a new place, but they brought their old place with them. They didn't get fully healed on that journey in the dry place. They didn't get fully delivered of where they come from in the journey into the promised land. And after he released them, he gave them a key to staying free. He told Moses in the desert, he brought him up on Mount Sinai and told him his ways. In Exodus chapter 20, he says this, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. But it was hard. You see, in those days, having no gods before him meant you had to only count on God. Yahweh. Everybody else is flourishing and they're worshiping other gods and you're like, I want to flourish like they're flourishing. Maybe I should worship the things that they're worshiping. Oh, I got to tell you, church, South Florida, this is as real here as it was in Egypt. It's as real here as it was in Israel. Are we going to worship the one true God or will we let this society dictate our values? Will we do things the way they do things? Or will we trust the one true God? They couldn't shake their past. They, they couldn't get this slave mentality out of their lives. 
They were delivered from captivity, but they still had captivity mindset. When things got hard, they didn't rely on God. They tried to figure it out on their own. And when that didn't work, they tried other people's gods. And guess what? That worked even more poorly than doing it on their own. They didn't know that false gods bring false freedom. Here's what's, here's what's deceptive about worshiping what South Florida worships. It will give you a sense of being free with being in more bondage than you've ever been in. Our God brings freedom by grace. Every other God, it costs. And sure enough, they were cap carried away into captivity for 70 years. Long before they were in physical captivity, they were in spiritual captivity of their fears, their inability to trust God. And in the midst of this, the prophet breaks in with a new word. Again, 43.18. Do not call to mind the former things or consider things of the past. Behold, I am going to do something new. Now it will spring up. Will you not be aware of it? Man, I know, I know we can deal with disappointment. We can deal with discouragement. Defeat on every side will wear you down. That's what Paul was talking about earlier. Man. We are constantly being bombarded. We're constantly being worn down. Ooh, we, we saw miracles, and yet we see the enemy flourishing. What do we do in the midst of this troubling, troubling time in our lives? People coming from every direction, but Paul said, I'm not going to be stuck. Have you ever felt stuck? You ever felt stuck in the trauma of the past? You ever, you ever felt like, I don't even know where to find hope today? Like, maybe, maybe the job is not coming through. Maybe, maybe you got health report after health report. Maybe, maybe you're having a housing crisis that, like, what, why hasn't this, why hasn't this gone? Why, why am I still, maybe, maybe, maybe you had close people turn on you and it marked your soul in a way that part of you is still stuck in that moment and you're rehearsing the sin that happened against you time and time and time again. Just been stuck. Why can't I move forward, God? Why am I stuck in the past? Maybe you saw God deliver you in the past. Maybe you saw before he did great miracles in your life, and you may be thinking, just like Israel, is God done? Did I do something to offend God in a way that he's not moving in my life anymore the way he was? Did I not really know him in the past? Was it all an illusion of sorts? Maybe, maybe I blew it. Just like Israel, maybe I just got to find some other way. I got to find some other path. Maybe, 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 maybe God is not everything I actually need. Maybe, maybe it's up to me. And, and that's what the people of Israel were thinking. And Isaiah said, nope, nope, God is not done. 
I'm here to tell you today, I have a word from God for this house and the people in it today. God is not done. He's not done in your life. He's not done with your testimony. He is not done moving on your behalf. And he's not done with this house. You have seen him move before, but you ain't seen nothing yet. You have not seen anything yet. Oh, I'm trying to tell you right now. God has been unfolding this message in my heart for two months. And he's been speaking it to me as many ways as he can. And I've been a little thick-headed and been like, huh? What? What? Huh? And here's what I have found. You will see God move in your life about as much as you're expecting. And the devil, he doesn't have to do anything except get you to stop believing God. A little bit of discouragement. A little bit of disappointment. A little bit of relying on yourself. And he's got you. But I got a word for you today. Behold, I am going to do something new. Now it will spring up. Will you not be aware of it? Where you think it's barren, God says, I am going to make a way. Where you think it's all dried up, I am going to make a river. Ezekiel taught us that everywhere the river flows, there will be what? Life. I'm going to read the scripture again. Behold, I'm going to do something, let's say it together, new. Now it will spring up. Will you not be aware of it? I will even make a roadway in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. Oh, that's our God who can make a river in the desert and make a dry path through a river. That is our God. Amen. And I think, I think in this word that I have gotten and other peoples that I trust have gotten, God is speaking to the church right now. He is speaking to the church. I, I, think, I think right now we're in the same world that the prophet was talking to us. He was saying the same thing. At, at the end of March, I had a visitation of the Lord. And it was so strange. And I've explained this to a couple people. And I didn't understand it. And the, and the Lord visited me and he began speaking a, a, a date to me. And I'm actually not a date, a number of days. And I was like, I don't, I don't, see, I'm, see, I'm prophetic. And, 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 I'm, and I'm filled with the Holy Ghost of God. And, and what that means is, I'm like, inside of me, there's like part of God. 
I'm not God by any stretch of the imagination. But since I have received him as my savior and his spirit lives on the inside of me, there's a little, there's like a little, there's a little code in my operating system that is remotely controlled by the, by the, by the God of heaven and the server of heaven, right? And so when he feels like putting in some keystrokes, things happen on the inside of me and it, they don't come to me through my ears or through my eyes. They come through my spirit, man. And so I don't necessarily understand them. He just drops some code in my life and says, you're just going to do this. And I'm like, um, why? Because I put that code on the inside of you. So the Lord started talking to me about a certain date and he started telling me how I need to exhibit faithfulness by doing some things until that date. I'm talking in code because I don't want to get buried in the minutiae here, right? But God told me that a certain date was going to happen, but I couldn't just sit around and wait for it. He wanted me to begin to act in faith until that date comes as if I believed what he told me and I would begin acting like it happened before it happened. This is what God told me. Is that making sense? He's like, I want you to start living in the reality that I told you is coming. And so I began doing things that God told me to do, even though I wasn't seeing the fruit of them because God said, I want you to start living like you actually believe it's going to happen, right? And so the, the, the date that he told me to come came along and uh, the date that he told me that began to manifest. And on that date, again, I'm going to speak a little bit in code just because that's how it is. And uh, the God, God took me up into a vision. It was, it was supernatural. Uh, and I began seeing a vision. And, and what I saw specifically is not as important as what the vision meant. And the, and the Lord began showing me things that I thought were very scary. I want you to hear this. He brought me things that looked scary. And then he showed me beyond those things is the provision you have been calling out for. And what the Lord was saying is those things that the enemy wants to scare you with, if you believe the enemy, it will block you from the very provision that God has for you. But if you'll move forward in faith in what God told you, no matter how scary it looks, you will find wells of provision that will bring you both natural provision and spiritual provision. You have to decide whose report you're going to believe. And God said, you look at these things scary because you're not fully healed yet. But if you'll just walk and believe me, beyond that thing right there is going to be deep, deep wells that you can draw from, Carl. And I said, all right, God, I don't know what that means, but I'll go ahead and I'll just believe it. I will just go ahead and believe you at your word and it don't make no kind of sense. And I said, Lord, here's what I asked him. I said, Lord, um, you told me to do these things and you told me to, to draw deep from that. And um, um, I believe you absolutely. Yes, yes, sir. Yeah. Um, how, how, how do I do that? Like this, I understand you're telling me what. Um, can you tell me the how? And, and God, God's more spiritual than you could ever. You talk about spiritual. He says to me, I say, God, how do I do that? And he says, by faith. <laughs> That's not as helpful as you think it is, God. I don't, I don't know if you know that. That's... That's not as helpful as you, as you think. But I just took it. I said, all right, by faith. By faith, I'm, I'm going to do it. And so because he spoke, I began to speak. I just began to line my words up with God's words. I just began to say things that God told me to say. And I began to look at things the way God told me to look at things. And when scary things started coming up, I started speaking to them like God's word really is true. And so here we are in this little church right now. Where, I mean, I don't know if you know this or not. We, we're not a mega church. It's true. We don't have 12 more services. We don't have 15 locations. This is the church, right? And so all our air conditioning systems went down seemingly at once after I got this word. Come on, somebody. 
after I get this word, all the air conditioning systems go down. And I'm like, oh, oh, that's, that's probably bad, right? And, uh, and uh, uh, we remember in our lease, like, oh, hey, there's a clause that they're supposed to help us with our AC units, right? As a church, this is our, this is our finances, right? And so we call them up and they're like, oh, are you supposed to, the, in order for this clause to be enacted, you had to do this. I was like, well, we actually did that. Let me call the people who said that they would vouch for that. And they, I called them up and, oh, no, no, we're not going to vouch for it. I'm like, you're going to lie against the Lord? Ooh, that's, that's, bad. that's bad juju right there. That's, <laughs> mm, all right. But you know, but you know what? I'm not going to be scared. I'm going to trust God. And so Pastor Tracy's on the phone with these people because, you know, I tend to lose my cool quicker than she does. And she's, she's talking to them and they're like, they're like, they were like, can you just do our AC? I told the story, but I'm going to tell it again. Can you, can you do our, can we just do it? They're like, well, our pricing is 35,000. So it's going to cost us wholesale to get it done. And I'm like, well, I don't, you know, she's like 35,000. We don't want to pay 35,000. We don't, we don't want to do that. And so, and so, and so they're like, how about you pay 16000 And my wife's like, 16, are you out of your mind? We don't even own this building. And so God, I, I get on the phone. I get on the phone, and I just begin talking to the woman. I don't lose my mind. I don't start getting spiritual on her. I just, I just was like, the Lord told me every scary thing is going to be a well. And so I'm, I'm just walking toward those things. And so I get on the phone, I begin talking to him. I'm like, hey, listen, um, yeah, we just, we're just trying to figure a way to get this done. And, 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 and I'm, I'm, as God is my witness, it was like, it was like, remember the original Star Wars? These are not the drones you're looking for. And then they say, these are not the drones we're looking for. I said, hey, listen, we're just trying to get our air conditioners fixed. And they're like, you know what? We can probably do that for you. I was like, wait, I'm, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, what? I, I just really just need the main one done. Like the one in the kid's room still works. I don't even need the one in the hall. I just need the main one done. They're like, no, we'll, we'll replace all of them. I'm like, um... Uh, and um, what, um, what, 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 what are we going to pay? They're like, um, how about we just do half of what the contract says and you don't ever have to actually pay that. If you ever move out, we'll take it out of your deposit. I was like, oh, 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 I just, you know, in sales, once you get to yes, you stop talking, yeah. right? That's what you, you get to yes, you just stop. You're like, okay, let me know where I need to be and just give me the phone number and I'll just, I'll, I'm, I'm. I just hung up and I said, yeah, God, come on, come on. Yeah. And, and, and I was just like, why do I share that with you? Because God in the natural, God in the natural started confirming this word over and over and over again. We, I, I don't want to share other people's testimonies, but I started getting a flood of testimonies that God was saying, hey, um, something new is happening. There, there's, a, there's a new thing that is beginning to break forth. There's there's, there's, this is a, this is a, a new day. Are, are you getting this? Are, 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 are you, are you getting this? He, he showed me things. <clears throat> God is doing something new. Mikey, would you come up, please? You see, <clears throat> hallelujah. I heard this scripture, like I said, it got stuck in my spirit. Put up that, that next slide, if you would, please, Brianna. He says, behold, I'm doing something new. New American Standard Bible. Will you not be aware of it? He says in the New English translation, will you not recognize it? The NIV says, will you not perceive it? I like the New Living Translation. Do you not see it? 
Do you not see it? Oh, Jesus. So he's saying, listen, I'm doing something regardless. What you need to do is live in the reality of what God, what, come on, I mean, if you get anything, this is, this is the word right here. Everything up to this point was introduction. My message is going to be about three minutes long. Everything I said is to prepare you for this moment. What, what disappointment has trained you to do, it is time to step out of that. What defeat has trained you to look at, it is time to look at something different. Can you be brave enough to trust the Word of God in your life? So many times you said, no, 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 this is it. This is going to be the breakthrough. This is going to be the breakthrough. I'm telling you, God is now saying, now is the time. Will you not see it? You will see God move in your life as much as you expect. And in this season, I've just seen bizarre, bizarre, bizarre breakthrough. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Where are you at, Sybil? Oh, Jesus. God is speaking. And if you do not pay attention, you are going to miss it. As for me and my house, we're moving forward. Oh, I'm trying to keep it together right now. I could run around this room. Here's what's kind of funny. There's, I have a relationship with Jesus. And so certain things are always a mile marker for me. This might sound religious, might sound super spiritual, but for some reason, every time I get to a new journal, it's a new season for me. And so last week, started a new journal. I was like, ain't that funny? God's putting this word. It's a new season. And so I'm a talk with Bishop and he's like, he's like, Carl, it's a, it's, it's a new season. And I was like, amen. And then my wife says to me, you know what this weekend is, right? I was like, what? Jewish New Year. It's Rosh Hashanah this weekend. It's the new year. This weekend. Now, I don't get all caught up in dates and all that, but except when God does. I don't get caught up in numbers and all that, except when God does. I was like, God, you got my attention. So what do we do with this word? It's a new season. See, some of us are stuck. Stuck in the past. Someone hurt you and you can't move past it. It's time to forgive. You can't let their sin continue to rob you of what God has for you. I'm going to say it again. You can't let their sin continue to rob you of what God has for you. How do you do that? You give it to God. I promise you, He will deal with things better anyways than your bitterness. The world has experienced a, a global failure. And we haven't come to terms with it yet. We're moving on like 7 million people died of coronavirus. We're all 
collectively connected. That wears down the collective psyche of humanity. Some of us in this room lost relatives. And it's time for us to deal with that and move forward. As a church, we're going to do something to mourn the million Americans who died. Because that's what the church does, amen? In times past, they would write songs of lament. And we think we can just move past that season of grief. We had a mob try to overthrow our democracy. We got people teaching things like what's plainly understood in human biology the last all of human history somehow changed in the last 10 years. Like God doesn't care about human life from womb to tomb. We got half the body caring about the first part of life, not the rest. We got another part that cares about the rest and not the first. We, we, got, a sick, we got a sick nation right now. You're going to make me start yelling. You're going to make me start yelling. <laughs> we got two parties. We only have two parties in America. And neither one of them can stop lying. We only got two. And we can't find one that won't lie. We got problems. We got problems. And there is a shaking that is going on in our country. And I'm here to tell you, this is all God's shaking. And God wants to do something new. Amen. Will you see it? Will you see it? It's dark, but the dawn is coming. Will you recognize it? God is saying, Dream again. Will you be aware of it? Will you move in faith in this season? We are called to go where we haven't been before. And so much of us are stuck in a loop trying to get what we had in the past. And God is like, no, no, that was for that season. What I have for you now is a new thing. You're like, but there's a desert there, God. And he's like, I am the God who makes rivers in the desert. You're like, but God, there is a natural block there. He's like, I'm the God who brings you through the rivers on dry ground. We need to quit 
giving our butts to God. Oh, but God, I don't speak well. Oh, but God, there's a problem there. Moses was called by God at the burning bush. And Moses is like, oh, but God, I'm not a great orator. I'm not a good preacher. Like God was going to say, oh, man, I was really counting on you, Moses. I really thought that you would be able to do this thing. No, friend. God is like, no, 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 no. I do not need your abilities. As a matter of fact, all these problems you've pointed out is why I have called you so that my glory will be seen on the earth. Why did God call me a a, a sinner, a heathen from broken homes, unable to be educated? Why would he call me to preach the gospel so people would know it ain't Carl Only God can do this. Only the Holy Ghost of God can use someone this way. Not that guy. Not that man. Yeah, yeah. That is the one because God chooses to glorify himself in our circumstances. God chooses to let, some of you don't even notice, God let you get in that problem. God let that calamity happen in your life. He let you come to that roadblock. He let that relationship fail so he could show you that he is more than enough in your life and you will put your faith in him today if you will trust God you will see that he is more than enough in your come on I'm trying to stir some faith right now I'm trying to get you to see the promised land God has shown me God brought me to the mountaintop and he has shown me what he wants to do in your lives and I just hoping that some of you will step beyond your disappointment, will step beyond your own plans, will step beyond your own desires, step beyond your own lusts, that you will allow yourself to dream again, allow yourself to move in faith again. I haven't been able to do it, but with God, all things are possible in my life for those who believe. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on. Some of you are stuck in a place that God has called you to pass through. It is time to dream again. There is a woman who was hungry and had no oil. And the prophet showed up and said, bring out the barrels. And as many barrels as she brought out were filled with oil. And I just wonder if she just would have said, I'm just going to keep bringing barrels. I'm just going to keep bringing barrels for my neighbor. I'm going to bring barrels for future generations. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to settle for just enough. I'm going to keep believing God for more than enough. I'm going to believe God for a way in the wilderness. I'm going to believe God for a path through waters. I'm going to believe that God is going to be exceedingly abundantly beyond what I could ask or think. I'm going to dream again. It's a new day. It is a new day. And I am going to see it. Come on, tell them. God, I am going to see it. God, I am going to see it. I see it, God. I see the new day coming. And I'm believing you at your word that you will come through, that you will perfect that which concerns me. I'm going to see God move in my life in ways I have not seen in years. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. If you'll just thank Him for 30 seconds, come on. Just begin to, come on. If you'll just begin to praise Him, if you'll just begin to praise Him like the breakthrough has already started, if you'll begin to just worship, 
will begin to worship right now. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Just lift your voice as an act of faith right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Jesus said that they were astounded that he did something because they did not learn the miracle of the loaves. And I'm here to tell you, we cannot forget the miracle of the air conditioners. You can't forget the miracle. Come on, because that is setting what's coming in my life. That's the model of what's coming, not the betrayal, not the failure, not the lack. No, I am remembering the lesson of the loaves in my life. That's what's coming in front of me. That's what's setting my year. That's what's setting my season. That's what I'm coming into. I don't know where you're going, friend, but I'm coming into abundance. I'm coming into breakthrough. I'm coming into the joy of the Lord. I'm coming into peace that passes understanding. I'm coming into the anointing. I'm coming into revival. 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 In the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody. Somebody just she come on come on come on come on give him praise I have decided to set my expectations based on what God has done in my past not on what the devil has tried to stop I am an overcomer in Christ Jesus in this season come on speak it over yourself I'm an overcomer in this season I'm an overcomer in this season. I believed. Therefore, I spoke. We believe also. Therefore, we speak. Come on, somebody. I believed. Therefore, I spoke. We also believe. Therefore, we also speak. I'm going to say it again. I believed. Therefore, I spoke. We also believe. Therefore, we also speak. Come on, somebody. Speak it out over your children right now. Speak it over your finances right now. Speak it over your relationships right now. Speak it over your need right now. My family will be saved. Come on, just declare it. They will serve the living God. In the name of Jesus, my neighborhood will glorify the Lord. Revival is coming in my lifetime. The God of the impossible is on my side. And nothing shall stop his plans. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Keep playing. Come on. Come on. I want to lay hands on some people. If you feel like you need a breakthrough in your life, I want you to come forward. We're going to believe God in the name of Jesus because I believe, therefore I will speak it over you. If you need to give your life to Jesus, you need to come forward. If you need breakthrough in your life, you need to come forward and just begin to worship Jesus. Come on. Don't wait. Come, 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 come. Don't wait. Come, come, come. Don't wait. I don't care. I don't care. Come on. God is moving. God is moving. God is moving. God is moving. I believe. Therefore, I spoke. Shake Father, oh, I feel like the Lord is going to give out gifts today. He's going to re-energize gifts. Come on. 
Just lift your hands and receive. It's starting to rain, Natalia. It's starting to rain. It's starting to rain. It's starting to rain. It's starting to rain. The season of warfare is coming to an end in the name of Jesus. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. In the name of Jesus, the Lord says prophesy. I hear him saying prophesy. 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 In the name of Jesus. Fire of God. I declare healing. You'll do, um, yeah, 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 the breakthrough that you desire to see, the Lord's giving you a healing gift. You're going to heal those who've been hurt in their soul. You're going to heal those who've been hurt in their spirit. Those who've been rejected and cast down, the Lord's going to give you divine appointments, and the Holy Ghost of God is going to flow through you, and the power of God is going to heal hearts of broken women. Broken women, I see them broken women, crying, weeping, weeping, but a healing balm coming to their lives through your life. In the name of Jesus, fire of God, fire. In the name of Jesus, we, we agree and we believe for the breakthrough in your life and the activation of the gift of evangelism to a greater degree. In the shade, the God says, open your mouth, son. It's not about you, it's about me and what I've done on the cross and what you've heard me say to you and what you've read about me doing and what you've seen me do in the past. The Lord says, open your mouth and speak. Will I not fill it with my word? And you'll see a harvest, a harvest, a harvest of souls in the name of Jesus. I feel the Holy Ghost of God. Does anybody feel the Holy Ghost? I feel the Holy Ghost of God, Mikey. The Holy Ghost is moving. Will you not see it? I see. Therefore, I speak in the name. Breakthrough anointing right there in the name. Oh, I see him right now. Stretch your hands, everybody. Breakthrough anointing the Lord is giving you in the Breakthrough anointing in the name. You'll speak to hardened places and walls will fall. Oh, God is in this place. Lift your head up. things right now he's realigning things right now he's realigning things by the Holy Ghost of God he's realigning them right now bringing it back into alignment right here it is right there in the name take it 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 thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Jesus
let me let me let me bless you and then I'm gonna pray for anybody who wants prayer with what little <clears throat> voice I have left. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance to you and give you peace. Listen, as you leave here today, get it in your spirit. I'm going to be looking for God in my life. And I'm going to be speaking those things that he spoke to me. And I'm going to walk in his ways. In the name of Jesus, God bless you. We love you. If you're a visitor, I'd love to talk to you in the, in the, in the lobby. But I'm, it's going to be a minute. I'm going to pray for some people right here. If you're in the presence of God right now, soak it in so you can take it to the world. Amen. God bless you. I'll see you next week.